0: All right, guys. This is Coach Arnie. It is the second half, and this is episode 22. So, um, pretty happy we're just kind of rolling along here. Uh, real quick, I'm on all the social media platforms, I think, but you can find me on um, uh, TikTok and uh, Twitter at Real Coach Arnie, and LinkedIn and Facebook at Arnie Fonseca Jr. Also on Facebook at Coach Arnie. You can Google me. Um, you know, stuff will come up on YouTube. You can, you know, Google Arnie Fonseca Jr. Lots of podcasts that I've been on and diff- different things that I've done. You can email me at Arnie Fonseca Jr. at gmail.com. You can call me or text me on uh, at 602-390-9144. think that's it so I'm starting to figure things out here hopefully hopefully even though we're not going to be talking about hopeful today but we're going to talk about something else that I talk a lot about and that's um making hard choices and how that makes for an easier life that's right um and I've talked to it I've talked on it before Um, when I talk about life experiences, but we're just going to focus on that concept today on how making hard choices makes your life easier. And when we settle for the easy choice, the easy way out, it makes your life tough, miserable. And so let's talk about that, um, for a second, um, yeah, and this comes up all the time, whether I'm talking to uh, parents, whether I'm talking to youngsters, students, um, whether I'm talking to people that are experienced in business, whether it's relationships. and um, because we think we have it all figured out and we don't. You know, I don't care if you're my age 60. Or 16. We don't have it figured out. Um, some people have it better figured out than others. I have to be honest about that. But that's only until stuff happens. You know, and as Viktor Frankl described in his marvelous book, uh, A Man's Search for Meaning, that I think everybody should read. I mean, I need to read it again. I've gone through it two or three times. But, you know, I think I know some people that go through it every year. And I think it's got huge value in doing that. Um, it's kind of like when I'm constantly going through the five love languages, I'm always learning something new because we all have a interpretation of what we read and hear and do. So, so I just want to keep this real basic tonight in that a hard choice for you might be an easy choice for me. Um, But remember, this is important. Um, Things that are emotional for you probably aren't gonna be emotional for me. So my choice would be an easier one. Emotional choices for me might be hard for me, easy for you. So let's look at this a little bit. Why do I say making a hard choice makes for an easy life? Well, for one thing, if you don't dwell on it, and by that I mean take so much time and and you and you and you're just dwelling on a decision and instead of just making the decision, dealing with the consequence and then make your adjustments. That's that's a strategy. You know, versus dwelling, dwelling, wearing yourself out emotionally and psychologically. And, and then you have to make the adjustments anyways. Um, uh, you know, it, it might be different than, you know, when you buy a house. But even then they give you an out. I mean, even then they give you a way out if it's not the right decision. Um, so sometimes it's better to make that hard decision You know, some people like to call it pulling the old Band-Aid off, you know, versus really slow, pull it off fast and then deal with it, you know? Um, So my thinking is when you've had to make those tough decisions in your life, it allows you the flexibility to make the adjustments and move on, learn from it, move on. You know, and um, versus continually to compound the problem. Um, Now, granted, if you make a tough decision and it's the wrong decision, and you don't learn from it, and you make another tough but wrong decision, well, then you're then you're not learning, you're not growing, and these hard decisions, hard choices are making your life miserable. But that's another, that's going to be another podcast. I'm talking about making tough decisions, whether it might be, maybe it's breaking up with your girlfriend or boyfriend. Maybe, you know, a tough decision in your marriage. Maybe it's a tough decision with your children. You know, if you make the decision Deal with the consequence, learn from it, grow, move on. But if you sit there and dwell on whether or not you need to um, talk to your child or not, you're going to blow right past it and you're going to make the problem worse. It's going to be bigger and bigger and bigger. Same with your relationships. But if you make that hard choice, and I'm talking about a hard choice, you know, um, you'd be surprised of the clarity that it will give you in your life to move on and do something bigger and better I mean that you know versus dwelling on it Uh, there's no more clear thinking strategy than making that hard choice now let's let's take a minute and talk about easy choices you know those are the easy choices in life are the ones that feel good in the moment because they're easy. It's kind of like uh, eating that piece of cake or that extra piece of cake. You know, feels good because it tastes good, right? But maybe a couple minutes later, doesn't feel good. And you know it's not good for others because maybe someone else wanted that piece of cake that didn't get a piece. And it's not serving the greater good because one, you don't feel good. So you're, it's going to take away some energy from you. It's going to bother your gut. Maybe you're trying to lose weight. Maybe it got you off the diet. Got you off your eating plan. So it's not serving the greater good. It's just a bad choice. But it felt good. And that's that's the shit that we all do every day. That kind of stuff, easy choices is the shit we do every day. I guarantee it. We all do it. You know, we take the easy way out. Well, it's a lot easier not to make those phone calls. I was doing that today. I made a series of phone calls, but I had to get some stuff done. So I said, well, I'm going to take a break at such and such and get that stuff done. And I did. And I made myself get back on the phone because I said, I want to hit all these places before noon today. And I did. But boy, I tell you what, it was, it was easy to not get back on that phone I had to tell myself nope not doing this because that's the shit we do every day and we get caught up in this stuff so instead of making your 20 30 40 phone calls you end up making half that and then you bitch and moan about the fact that you didn't make enough phone calls well it's your choice it's your fault you chose not to you know this is the stuff we do every day whether it's to get our homework done you know we choose not to because it's easier to throw on Netflix or something else goofy, you know, it's easy to, to hit the, the snooze on our alarm and miss our workout, uh, I'll make it up tomorrow, no you won't, you missed it, you're not making up anything tomorrow, you know, I know how I felt last weekend when I didn't feel well, I, and for me to miss a workout, people know it's a big freaking deal, and it was, and I had to miss a workout, and uh, it didn't feel good at all to, to make that hard choice. It it was, it didn't feel good, but I knew it was good for me to miss the workout. And I did make it up because on a day when I normally wouldn't have worked out and I spaced it out, I got my workout in as best as I could. And I felt better. I felt better. So if you're taking the easy way out, if you're taking the easy way out, that's not a good decision. That's an easy decision, but it's, it's not good for you. It doesn't, it's not good for others and it doesn't serve the greater good. Just be aware of that. Just be aware of that. So guys, this is Coach Arnie. I want you to focus. Make those hard choices. I promise you, it'll change your life. Hard choices, easy life or easier life easy choices mm, makes for a tough life. Again, this is Coach Arnie. I love you. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Make sure you check me out on social media. Make sure you Google me, Arnie Fonseca Jr. And again, this is Coach Arnie. I love you. This is the second half and I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to episode 22. Bye. Alright guys, this is Coach Arnie and this is the second half and today is episode 24 I've taken a little break here um, didn't intend to, but uh, that's okay uh, we'll get rolling again here um, but we're going to finish we're going to start again with the hopeful principle we're on U, which is, stands for useful and you know, it's kind of interesting I was I was thinking about useful today and I talk about this a lot but something came to my mind and I did a little homework and I want to ask the question is there a difference between feeling being useful and feeling and being used? Hmm. I really started to think about that so let's before we get to that let's go Let's remember to follow me on all the social media um, uh, platforms at um, Real Coach Arnie on Twitter and TikTok, and Arnie Fonseca Jr. on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. Uh, uh, Coach Arnie on Facebook as well. Uh, Instagram is um, uh, Coach Arnie F and you can google me arnie fonseca jr you can call me at 602-390-9144 you can text me and would love to hear from you guys um and uh yeah just to reach out let's let's talk um especially after you start putting these things together with hopeful i mean um some of this stuff makes you think at least making me think just and i know this stuff so um but I want to talk to you about useful because number one, it's part of my hopeful principle, and number two, it 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 has a kind of a a difficult meaning only because of what I just asked you. Do you, when you hear the word useful, do you sometimes feel you're going to be used? Uh, maybe you feel you're going to serve. Now there's it's a, it's a mindset think I thing I believe because I believe that once we are once we love ourselves, once we feel secure in ourselves, and, and that's really hard today because insecurity is so rampant amongst everybody, and especially the young young folks. Um, and being I'm 60, I got news for everybody. 60-year-olds still deal with it too and older, that insecurity, but um, yeah. So the if we are secure in who we are, And if we choose to do something to add value to other people, to a group, a team uh, that we're a part of, a family, friends, and we're doing it because we want to help, we want to add value. And this is the key, because if you're doing it for another reason, then you may feel used. You know, it's kind of why when I like, I love talking about the love languages, when we don't have a true, and we're gonna, I'm going to do a show on this, but when we don't have a true understanding of what the love languages mean to us, this is key, we have to understand what they mean to us first. How do we feel when our love languages are used? And remember, there's usually two, and one is dominant. I've been really doing a lot of discussions on this lately. One is dominant, I promise you you'll just feel something different. I mean, I do. I mean, mine are uh, uh, words of praise and quality time. And I got news for you. Words of praise are head and shoulders above quality time. I mean, I love it. I mean, it doesn't take long either. And which is why words of praise for most people, I mean, it's probably about 50% of the population. It is a love language. I'm not saying it's a dominant love language, but it is a love language. So, so... Knowing that, I must be on guard and not think that everybody else has my love language, even words of praise. So when I'm talking to somebody and complimenting them, I am not going to get my feelings hurt if they look at me and go, oh, okay, thanks. Yet I know people when I get the response that I give... I know that that's potentially one of their top two love languages. And so I make it a habit, even though I like to compliment everybody, but I make it a habit to make sure that I compliment somebody whose love language is words of praise. It's important, not just to me, but to them. I want to have a relationship with them. Okay. I want to feel useful. I want to bring value to them. And if making them feel good is bringing value to them, I feel useful. If you're the guy in the group or the lady in the group that shows up and everybody goes, oh, Jim or Mary's here, ugh, ugh. Or you're the guy that or gal and a lady that shows up and says, and they go, wow, Jim and Mary's here, wow, cool. Because you're bringing something to the group. And it doesn't have to be a snack. It has to bring, you're bringing value. And if if you're part of a group, what I try to do is learn the individuals in the group, learn their love language, learn their personalities, learn the things that they do for work or their families, learn about them and don't stop worrying that they don't give a rip about your stuff because they probably don't. And if they do, they just, Don't have the skills to worry about it so if you start jamming your stuff down their throat guess what you're gonna turn them off it's about them it's not about you got to get that through your thick skull I mean it took me a while but once you get that through your thick thick skull at some point they will ask about you at some point they will ask about your family I've been to groups for years and nobody asked a thing about my family does that hurt my feelings no That's not why I'm there. I'm there for them. I'm there for them. And that's the key. Think about how powerful your group or team would be if everybody on the team was there for the other people on the team. Would that be powerful, huh? Now the only way that happens is you have to find that inner strength, that inner love It has to come from you because all of us, I just commented right before I did this podcast, all of us have everything we need inside of us. All the love we could ever imagine is inside of us. And as a Christian, I know that God loves me no matter what, and he wants me to love me no matter what. Doesn't mean I'm always going to. Doesn't mean you're always going to. But that's what God wants for us. Okay, and whatever you believe in I promise you whatever spiritual being you believe in they want you to love you because the more overflowing you are with love you've got all that to give and I promise you when you're giving away that kind of stuff in a group or a team or wherever you're at you're going to feel so useful and you're not going to feel used you're going to feel used when you think That the other person needs to give you back what you gave them. That's not being useful. That's being uh, transactional. You're there to make a deal. And if the deal doesn't go down, you're going to go home. That's what we're trying to avoid. If we all want to feel useful, we need to bring value And it doesn't have to be something intense. It can be the the value of a smile. Do you realize how infectious a smile is? If you go to a group or to an individual and they're having a tough day and you sit there and you talk to them, understand it, and you smile at them, not to give them advice, not to fix their problem, just to smile. Do you realize how infectious that would be? That person will have a hard time not smiling at some point, at least inside. Smiling is infectious and we can all bring that to wherever you go, to whatever group you want to belong to. Now, if you want to bring negativity and, and complaining and blaming and wearing your emotions on your sleeve where everybody's going, oh boy, Mary's having a tough day today, I can tell, oh boy, then... That's not bringing value. That's not being useful. That's going there to get sympathy, to get them. And now I'm not saying you can't every once in a while be yourself and be emotional in a group. Of course you can. That's called trust. That's called vulnerability. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that's the only reason you're going there, that's a problem. That's a problem. So being useful is bringing value, is, is bringing simple things, kindness, understanding, encouragement. It's so simple. It's like, why don't we do this more often? Because it's so stinking simple. I promise you it makes a difference. I really do. So there you go. We're almost done. That's The you in hopeful is usefulness, being useful not being used being useful all right guys this is coach arnie with the second half and remember to look me up on social media remember to google me arnie Fonseca jr give me a call text me if you just want to talk 602-390-9144 i love you guys i look forward to it Please share these uh, episodes. This is episode number 24. Please share them and comment. You can also comment here. would love to hear from you as well. I love you guys. Bye. All right, guys. This is Coach Arnie. And this is the second half and today is episode 24. I've taken a little break here. Um, didn't intend to, but uh, that's okay. Uh, we'll get rolling again here. Um, but we're gonna finish. We're gonna start again with the hopeful principle. We're on U, which is, stands for useful. And you know, it's kind of interesting. I was I was thinking about useful today, and I talk about this a lot but something came to my mind and I did a little homework and I want to ask the question, is there a difference between feeling, being useful and feeling and being used? Hmm. I really started to think about that. So let's, before we get to that, let's go, let's remember to follow me on all the social media, um, uh, platforms at um, Real Coach Arnie on Twitter and TikTok, and Arnie Fonseca Jr. on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. Uh, uh, Coach Arnie on Facebook as well. Uh, Instagram is um, uh, Coach Arnie F, and you can Google me, Arnie Fonseca Jr. You can call me at 602 390 9144. You can text me and would love to hear from you guys. Um, and uh, yeah, just to reach out. Let's let's talk, um, especially after you start putting these things together with hopeful. I mean, um, some of this stuff makes you think, at least making me think, Just and I know this stuff. So, um, but I wanna to talk to you about useful because number one, it's part of my hopeful principle. And number two, it it, it has a kind of a, a difficult meaning only because of what I just asked you, do you when you hear the word "useful," do you sometimes feel you're going to be used? Uh, maybe you feel you're going to serve. Now, there's it's a, it's a mindset think I thing I believe, because I believe that once we are once we love ourselves, once we feel secure in ourselves, and and that's really hard today because insecurity is so rampant amongst everybody and especially the young young folks um and being i'm 60 i got news for everybody 60 year olds still deal with it too and older that insecurity but um yeah so the if we are secure in who we are and if we choose to do something to add value to other people to a group a team Uh, that we're part of a family, friends. And we're doing it because we want to help. We want to add value. And this is the key. Because if you're doing it for another reason, then you may feel used. You know, it's kind of why when I like, I love talking about the love languages, when we don't have a true, and we're going to, I'm going to do a show on this, but When we don't have a true understanding of what the love languages mean to us, this is key. We have to understand what they mean to us first. How do we feel when our love languages are used? And remember, there's usually two. And one is dominant. I've been really doing a lot of discussions on this lately. One is dominant, I promise you. You'll just feel something different. I mean, I do. I mean, mine are... um, uh, words of praise and quality time. And I got news for you. Words of praise are head and shoulders above quality time. I mean, I love it. I mean, it doesn't take long either. And which is why words of praise for most people, I mean, it's probably about 50% of the population. It is a love language. I'm not saying it's a dominant love language, but it is a love language. So, so knowing that I must be on guard And not think that everybody else has my love language. Even words of praise. So when I'm talking to somebody and complimenting them, I am not going to get my feelings hurt if they look at me and go, Oh, okay, thanks. Yet I know people, when I get the response that I give, I know that that's potentially one of their top two love languages. And so I make it a habit. Even though I like to compliment everybody, but I make it a habit to make sure that I compliment somebody whose love language is words of praise. It's important, not just to me, but to them. I want to have a relationship with them, okay? I want to feel useful. I want to bring value to them. And if making them feel good is bringing value to them, I feel useful. If you're the guy in the group or the lady in the group that shows up and everybody goes, oh, Jim or Mary's here, ugh, ugh. Or you're the guy that or gal and lady that shows up and says, and they go, wow, Jim and Mary's here, wow, cool. Because you're bringing something to the group. And it doesn't have to be a snack. It has to bring, you're bringing value. And if if you're part of a group, what I try to do is learn the individuals in the group, learn their love language, learn their personalities, learn the things that they do for work or their families, learn about them and don't stop worrying that they don't give a rip about your stuff because they probably don't. And if they do, they just, don't have the skills to worry about it. So if you start jamming your stuff down their throat, guess what? You're going to turn them off. It's about them. It's not about you. you Got to get that through your thick skull. I mean, it took me a while. But once you get that through your thick, thick skull, at some point, they will ask about you. At some point, they will ask about your family. I've been to groups for years and nobody asked a thing about my family. Does that hurt my feelings? No. That's not why I'm there. I'm there for them. I'm there for them. And that's the key. Think about how powerful your group or team would be if everybody on the team was there for the other people on the team. Would that be powerful? Huh? Now, the only way that happens is you have to find that inner strength, that inner love It has to come from you because all of us, I just commented right before I did this podcast, all of us have everything we need inside of us. All the love we could ever imagine is inside of us. And as a Christian, I know that God loves me no matter what. And he wants me to love me no matter what. Doesn't mean I'm always going to. Doesn't mean you're always going to. But that's what God wants for us. Okay, And whatever you believe in, I promise you, whatever spiritual being you believe in, they want you to love you. Because the more overflowing you are with love, you've got all that to give. And I promise you, when you're giving away that kind of stuff in a group or a team or wherever you're at, you're going to feel so useful. And you're not going to feel used. You're going to feel used when you think That the other person needs to give you back what you gave them. That's not being useful. That's being uh, transactional. You're there to make a deal. And if the deal doesn't go down, you're going to go home. That's what we're trying to avoid. If we all want to feel useful, we need to bring value and it doesn't have to be something intense. It can be the, the value of a smile. Do you realize how infectious a smile is? If you go to a group or to an individual and they're having a tough day and you sit there and you talk to them, understand them, and you smile at them, not to give them advice, not to fix their problem, just to smile. Do you realize how infectious that would be? That person will have a hard time not smiling at some point, at least inside. Smiling is infectious, and we can all bring that to wherever you go, to whatever group you want to belong to. Now, if you want to bring negativity and, and complaining and blaming and wearing your emotions on your sleeve where everybody's going, oh boy, Mary's having a tough day today, I can tell, oh boy, then... That's not bringing value. That's not being useful. That's going there to get sympathy. To get them. And I'm not saying you can't every once in a while be yourself and be emotional in a group. Of course you can. That's called trust. That's called vulnerability. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that's the only reason you're going there, that's a problem. That's a problem. So being useful is bringing value, is, is bringing simple things, kindness, understanding, encouragement. It's so simple. It's like, why don't we do this more often? Because it's so stinking simple. I promise you it makes a difference. I really do. So there you go, we're almost done. That's the you in hopeful is usefulness, being useful not being used being useful all right guys this is coach arnie with the second half and remember to look me up on social media remember to google me arnie fonseca jr give me a call text me if you just want to talk 602-390-9144 i love you guys i look forward to it please share these uh, episodes this is episode number 24 please share them and comment you can also comment here would love to hear from you as well I love you guys. Bye. All right, guys, this is Coach Arnie, and this is the second half, and today is episode 24. I've taken a little break here. Um, didn't intend to, but uh, that's okay. Uh, we'll get rolling again here. Um But we're gonna finish, we're gonna start again with the hopeful principle. We're on U, which is stands for useful. And you know, it's kind of interesting. I was, I was thinking about useful today, and I talk about this a lot, but something came to my mind and I did a little homework and I wanna ask the question, is there a difference between feeling being useful? And feeling and being used. Hmm. I really started to think about that. So let's, before we get to that, let's go. Let's remember to follow me and all the social media um, uh, platforms at um, Real Coach Arnie on Twitter and TikTok and Arnie Fonseca Jr. on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. Uh, uh, Coach Arnie on Facebook as well. Uh, Instagram is, um, uh, coach Arnie F and you can Google me Arnie Fonseca Jr. You can call me at 602-390-9144. You can text me and would love to hear from you guys. Um, and, uh, yeah, just to reach out. Let's, let's talk. Um, especially after you start putting these things together with hopeful. I mean, um, some of this stuff makes you think at least, making me think just, and I know this stuff. So, um, but I want to talk to you about useful because number one, it's part of my hopeful principle. And number two, it, it, it has a kind of a, a difficult meaning only because of what I just asked you. Do you, when you hear the word useful, do you sometimes feel you're going to be used uh, maybe you feel you're going to serve. Now, there's it's a, it's a mindset think I thing I believe, because I believe that once we are once we love ourselves, once we feel secure in ourselves, and and that's really hard today because insecurity is so rampant amongst everybody, and especially the young young folks. Um, and being I'm sixty, I got news for everybody. 60 year olds still deal with it too and older that insecurity but um yeah so the if we are secure in who we are and if we choose to do something to add value to other people to a group a team uh that we're a part of a family friends and We're doing it because we want to help. We want to add value. And this is the key. Because if you're doing it for another reason, then you may feel used. You know, it's kind of why when I like, I love talking about the love languages. When we don't have a true, and we're going to, I'm going to do a show on this, but when we don't have a true understanding of what the love languages mean to us, this is key. We have to understand what they mean to us first. How do we feel when our love languages are used? And remember, there's usually two. And one is dominant. I've been really doing a lot of discussions on this lately. One is dominant, I promise you. You'll just feel something different. I mean, I do. I mean, mine are uh, uh, words of praise and quality time. And I got news for you. Words of praise are... Head and shoulders above quality time. I mean, I love it. I mean, it doesn't take long either. And which is why words of praise for most people, I mean, it's probably about 50% of the population. It is a love language. I'm not saying it's a dominant love language, but it is a love language. So, so knowing that, I must be on guard and not think that everybody else has my love language even words of praise. So when I'm talking to somebody and complimenting them, I am not going to get my feelings hurt if they look at me and go, oh, okay, thanks. Yet I know people, when I get the response that I give, I know that that's potentially one of their top two love languages. And so I make it a habit, even though I like to compliment everybody, but I make it a habit to make sure that I compliment somebody whose love language is words of praise. It's important, not just to me, but to them. I want to have a relationship with them. Okay. I want to feel useful. I want to bring value to them. And if making them feel good is bringing value to them, I feel useful. If you're the guy in the group or the lady in the group that shows up and everybody goes, Oh, Jim or Mary's here. uh. Ugh. Or you're the guy that or gal and a lady that shows up and says, and they go, wow, Jim and Mary's here. Wow, cool. Because you're bringing something to the group. And it doesn't have to be a snack. It has to bring, you're bringing value. And if, you've, and if you're part of a group, what I try to do is learn the individuals in the group. Learn their love language. Learn their personalities. Learn the things that they do for work or their families learn about them and don't stop worrying that they don't give a rip about your stuff because they probably don't and if they do they just don't have the skills to worry about it so if you start jamming your stuff down their throat guess what you're going to turn them off it's about them it's not about you got to get that through your thick skull I mean it took me a while But once you get that through your thick, thick skull, at some point, they will ask about you. At some point, they will ask about your family. I've been to groups for years and nobody asks a thing about my family. Does that hurt my feelings? No, that's not why I'm there. I'm there for them. I'm there for them. And that's the key. Think about how powerful your group or team would be if everybody on the team was there for the other people on the team. Would that be powerful? Huh? Now, the only way that happens is you have to find that inner strength, that inner love. It has to come from you because all of us, I just commented right before I did this podcast, All of us have everything we need inside of us. All the love we could ever imagine is inside of us. And as a Christian, I know that God loves me no matter what. And he wants me to love me no matter what. Doesn't mean I'm always going to. Doesn't mean you're always going to. But that's what God wants for us. Okay? And whatever you believe in, I promise you, whatever spiritual being you believe in, they want you to love you. Because the more overflowing you are with love. You've got all that to give. And I promise you, when you're giving away that kind of stuff in a group or a team or wherever you're at, you're going to feel so useful. And you're not going to feel used. You're going to feel used when you think that the other person needs to give you back what you gave them. That's not being useful. That's being Uh, transactional you're there to make a deal and if the deal doesn't go down you're going to go home that's what we're trying to avoid if we all want to feel useful we need to bring value and it doesn't have to be something intense it can be the, the value of a smile do you realize how infectious a smile is? If you go to a group or to an individual and they're having a tough day and you sit there and you talk to them, understand it, and you smile at them, not to give them advice, not to fix their problem, just to smile, do you realize how infectious that will be? That person will have a hard time not smiling at some point, at least inside. Smiling is infectious, and we can all bring that to wherever you go, to whatever group you want to belong to. Now, if you want to bring negativity and, and complaining and blaming and wearing your emotions on your sleeve where everybody's going, oh boy, Mary's having a tough day today, I can tell, oh boy, then that's not bringing value. That's not being useful. That's going there to get sympathy, to get them. And now I'm not saying you can't every once in a while be yourself and be emotional in a group. Of course you can. That's called trust. That's called vulnerability. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that's the only reason you're going there, that's a problem. That's a problem. So being useful is bringing value. Is, is bringing simple things. Kindness understanding encouragement it's so simple it's like why don't we do this more often because it's so stinking simple i promise you it makes a difference i really do so there you go we're almost done that's the you in hopeful is usefulness being useful not being used being useful all right guys this is coach arnie with the second half And remember to look me up on social media. Remember to Google me, Arnie Fonseca Jr. Give me a call. Text me if you just want to talk. 602-390-9144. I love you guys. I look forward to it. Please share these uh, episodes. This is episode number 24. Please share them and comment. You can also comment here. would love to hear from you as well. I love you guys. Bye.